Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 429 for December 10th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reince Bruth. Joining me today, we have Andrew Roa McFain. Hey, hey. And we are joined also by Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. Ho, ho. Yeah. And we are also joined by Nicole, Nick Lotus, Robinson Carroll. Hidely, idly, yay. And of course, I'm your host, Nathan Reed Spruth. Uh, no, you have to do yodel now. Yodel. Yodel a he who. And then we're. Uh, so, first off, uh, Nicole, where can we find you? Well, we can. You can find me. Uh, I'm on Instagram at K U N C Nicole, N I K O L E. Uh, no, that actually, that's on. No, actually, I'm, I'm not on X anymore. So it would be on. Uh, Instagram, I'm actually in RC on a KUNC because I'm at KUNC, which is uh, the NPR affiliate in Greeley, uh, Colorado. So uh, also KUNC.org. If you don't want to worry about the socials, there's links from my profile there. Perfect. But one thing I request, it's it's actually a, a demand. And I, I don't have very demand, many demands on this podcast, except for like, you know, the big ones of don't say the N word or anything like that. Right. Uh, don't don't call it X. Okay. That's well, okay. The the site formerly known as Twitter, I don't use it anymore. Yeah, it's but, no, no. But, it's it's still just fucking it's Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's Twitter. still Twitter. It's still the Sears Tower. Like like they could try to change these things. They ain't changing. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, I mean, I I don't use the site anymore, so it's not an issue for me. The, the only people who worry about it are. The editors who are like, all right, just put X and then you have to put in parentheses, formally known as... No, no, it's, everybody knows it as Twitter. It's stupid. Anyway, uh, Connor, where can we find you guys? Uh, by you guys, you mean you, me, and Aroa. You can find us at, at aroa.website. Is, is it still up? I haven't checked in a while. It's up. It's Any, up right it now. should be. Assuming it's still up, one or two of those links that I want to draw your attention to are Clinton's Core Classics, Arise of the Rune Lords, First Edition Actual Play Podcast. And Bug City Blues, a Shadow Royal Sixth World Edition actual play podcast. I'm oh, on that one. Yeah. Good. I like him. Aroa has, uh, he's moved everything over to Cloudflare, and it's, it's better now. I haven't needed to check in a minute. Uh, but yeah, you, you can check out my shows anywhere fine podcasts are found. Bug City Blues and Clinton's Core Classics. Yay. Apparently they're, they're adding a way for... And this isn't one of the news stories, but uh, they're adding a way for you to be able to move your podcasts over to YouTube Music. Oh, really? So hopefully, I will look into that. Uh, it's not. That would save. It's not available yet. That would save me the hassle of going through and running all of the previous episodes through like FFmpeg or whatever I'd need to do to get them on MP4. Well, like, yeah, it's not, but it's going to be on YouTube Music, but it won't convert them to videos, so it won't be on YouTube proper. I I okay. don't yeah, if it's still on okay. YouTube. I'm hoping you can still find it, but I don't know. No one, about it. no one listens to audio only podcasts on YouTube. Some people do. Some people do actually. Like people yeah. have told me, like, "Hey, you should put this on YouTube," as I'd listen to it if it was on there. It's like, well, I think Nick Lotus listens to our podcast. On... I yes, I yeah. listen to the Reed and Entertainment podcast on YouTube because it's just the easiest way for me to get to it because I've su- I subscribe to you anyway. Enough yeah. people have told me to the contrary where. I am of the opinion that if I had, like, I don't know, Sony Vegas or whatever, uh, Adobe Premiere, I could set up a template, run my episodes through, and just, like, I, I'd want to I'd wanna find a way to automate it, I guess. 
And uh, I don't know how yep. to do that. There are ways to do it, but we'll talk about that later. You can find me, Nathan Reitzbruth, everywhere at Reeton. The big one is Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. I'm there Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time, unless something comes up. Uh, and that's that's that. Uh, we're going to move on to the games that we played. Uh, first off, Nick Lotus, will you tell us what games you played this week? Absolutely. Um, haven't haven't done a ton of games, but a couple of them. So naturally, Baldur's Gate three. I'm playing. Uh, have been for a little while. Between the full time job and and some other stuff, I haven't gotten as far as I could. But I'm I'm almost to the end of Act two, and so it's it's been a it's been a really fun ride. I'm like just madly in love with Carlac. Uh, and then for as kind of my take a break when my atrocious sense of direction makes navigating Baldur's Gate too frustrating game, I'm playing Goodbye Volcano High, which uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's a visual novel. It's kind of like Life is Strange meets a visual novel, but like with dinosaur people. And I know it sounds weird and a lot of people immediately are like, oh, furry game. But like it's it's a it's a nice narrative. It's it's got a lot of a huge diverse Character, cast of characters and there's a huge beating heart at the center of it and you can feel it immediately and then there's also kind of these fun little rhythm mini games through it so that's that's what i've been playing this week bg3 and goodbye volcano high good Baldur's gate 3 we'll oh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that later um that's that's part of the the main stories that we're going to talk about today we have a lot of stories so we're kind of going to rush through this section connor games that you've played I played sick in bed for the last ten days, uh, and and let me tell you, it's it's great having a Steam Deck. I sure do love booting it up, playing a game for like twenty minutes, and then going back to bed. I like that we have that available to us. Yeah, uh, games that are worth. Uh, I was gonna Go say on. we we had that when we were kids. It was called a Game Boy. Yeah, but like you can't turn off your Game Boy if you're in the middle of shit. Like I'm gonna go take a coma now. That's true. That's true. Uh, I, I've been that kind of sick. Which ones? Uh, the games worth mentioning are Cookie Clicker, which uh, when you're laying in bed, you sure do have a lot of time to click on cookies. I beat it. There's nothing else for me to unlock until they update it again. So I'll, I'll probably find something else to play on mobile, maybe. been playing Halo Infinite, finished my first Battle Pass ever. I don't like it. I don't think I'm going to buy another one. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm not a fan. Doesn't feel good. Uh, I've been playing this game called High on Life. You might have heard of it. It was made by the the dude who made Rick and Morty before he got taken out of his own company. Yep. They made a DLC that I want to mention called High on Knife. Uh, you get a sub-character in that game called Knifey. And yeah, that's about as much as I need to explain it. It's it's Knifey-centered DLC. But you might know that uh, Justin Rowland, not in that company anymore, so they replaced the main gun because he's not there to do the voice anymore. And they don't acknowledge it at all. <laughs> that is uh, great. That's that's wonderful. They should just change the voice, or or is that what they did? They replaced the voice actor, or they, they replaced just... the character entirely. It's a instead of a, a male gun named Kenny, it's a lady gun named Harper who does the exact same stuff. And um, <laughs> the, I, I don't actually recognize who the character is because I don't watch SNL, but it is some lady who's on SNL. Like I'm. I'm aware because of the jokes that they do in the game that that's who that is. They should. Have you ever watched like really crappy 90s TV where they have to write off a character and they're just like, they put the they put somebody in a wig 
and shoot him from the back. And then I think they did it on Two and a Half Men where they made Charlie, is it Charlie Sheen's character mm-hmm. gets hit, like crushed by a piano. Is that really what happens? Yes. That's amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. So they just have some guy in a wig like walk up and like he's standing in front and then he gets crushed to death. Let's put it this way. Nobody ran into the operating room and said uh, the plane was shot down over the bay and there was no survivors. Like, they could have done something, and they did nothing. I, I was hoping that it was like they put a really crappy wig on the gun, and then you drop it, and you're like, oh, no. And then you find a new gun. Somebody's very obviously faking the Justin Roland. Like, I would have loved it. I would have laughed yeah. so hard if that was the case. Uh, that, I would have suggested that if I was part of that studio. We're going to move on. We're going to ask Aroa oh, okay. what games he's played. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I? Did you have more I had a couple honorable mentions. Oh, okay. it's, it's fine. It's, none of this shit matters. Go on. Okay. Yeah, Nathan's in a hurry. We gotta get to the shit. We're I'm... gonna upset Nathan. No, we Go just on. have so much to talk about. What what games did you play, Aroa? Uh I didn't, I didn't play a lot of video game oh, this week besides WoW. Uh I did I did uh manage to get one match of Lethal Company oh, to, good. Oh, yeah? to actually work. Okay. Uh, oh, and it was yeah, it was actually like it was cool playing with a random person. Like Oh, just a rando. Yeah. I uh, do have a little tidbit about that game and I think this is from a recent update. Uh you know how a lot of games are like, hey, we understand people have severe arachnophobia, so we're gonna have an arachnophobia mode. Yeah. yeah. Uh the Lethal Company version is it replaces the spider with the word spider. And that makes <laughs> me laugh so goddamn hard every time I see it. <laughs> that's okay, great. That's hilarious. That's great. Um <laughs> it's... I, I saw they added an arachnophobia mode, but like the the patch notes are always intentionally vague, mm-hmm. so I didn't know what it was. That's so fucking good. I laughed I, so goddamn hard when I saw it the first time. I appreciate the hell out of this the the developer of of this game. Uh, I don't remember what the other game was that I recognized them from, but like, they oh it was uh it was it steals. Which was just like a random indie horror game, but it had like cool ideas and the animation was fantastic. And then like it it makes so much sense that then they went on to make Lethal Company because like there's just so much personality in the fucking game. And I love it. And it's crazy that it's just one dude. I'm so yeah, delighted it, that it's doing well. Because it deserves yeah. it. It's so de- it so well deserves it. It's such a masterpiece on just going back to basics and making a good game. Yeah, and like, it it it's it's fun and it's functional, and like I it it just it's crazy how like one dude who just has a fun idea can make something so fucking great, and and then you have shit like phasmophobia, where like yeah that was fun for like a couple of weeks, and they're still trying to ring. Money out of that, and it ain't working. Beating that dead horse. Uh-huh. Yeah, then there's, yeah, just like a bunch of AAA games. And then there's games. the whole AAA industry. Yeah. The whole fucking thing. They don't want to make fun games anymore. They want to make money. They want to make slot machines. Hey, yep. insert your mom's credit card. It's only nine ninety nine. Oh, you didn't get the thing you wanted? Oh, do it again. It's okay. Yes. Or all, it's all passes now, but I digress. Which is, I, I, you know, it's ironic that I complain about that whenever I 
played Fortnite, but I'm not supposed to say I played Fortnite. Nathan yeah. told you me not play, to You say. did not, not play Fortnite. You're not allowed to. So, uh, we're going to move on to me, and I'll talk about the games I played. I tried to play Lethal Company. Uh, I have a friend who told me, hey, you should buy this game so we could play it because it looks fun. And I did. And then <laughs> I, on Monday, I was like, hey, man, you want to you wanna play some games? And he's like, no. But you're the one who wanted to play Lethal Company, and I know no. you don't work tonight. And he's like, "Nah, I don't want to do it." Like, oh, when he okay. was laughing, I was hoping it was Aroa who said that to you. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, and so I was. Uh, I played Starfield on Monday, and then I played some Bot and Kaitos on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then Friday I drove 480 miles. So I didn't. I didn't play games. But Bot and Kaitos is good. I think I'm towards the end. And and I'm having fun. I thought that there was a, a limit to how much damage you could do because I did 999 damage, and I was like, oh, that must be the limit. Uh, but no. No, you can go over that. I just actually did 999 damage at one point, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Just perfectly like, did that amount of damage. Um, and then the last game I played, which leads into our first story is I played Rock Band on Fortnite. That that and and it's bad. It's oh, really bad. It. Huh? You you get to, you get to fucking say that you played it. I yeah, wanted I, I don't. I wanted the one good segue I've ever had in this, okay? Oh, he's going to drop the ball too. He's going to fuck it up, you guys. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Did. I fu- I fucked it up for him. You did. You did it on purpose. I told you not to say anything. Um <laughs> Next week, the last week you're gonna hear from Aroha. Um, so I played, I played, I was like, oh man, they're adding a a, a rock band mode, and I didn't have high hopes, and they they didn't meet those expectations. They have uh, uh, why, fifteen why songs. Uh, okay, is that it? Is it the the paltry set list? Basically, like it's fine for what it is, but it's there the are very lowest common denominator of public interest and song availability. Like it seems like yeah. a very carefully selected scatter shot of oh, people will walk up and try this once or twice. Haha. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you have harmonics, you still have licensing for how many fucking songs on Rock Band Three and or or Rock Band Four, well, whatever the, the newest one was not how that works. I know you that's know not that. how that works. But like it's epic. They could they could afford to license some more music and get it ported over. It wouldn't yeah. take them that long. Um the no. they don't have controller support yet. They have controller for support for like Xbox controllers, but they do not have su- controller support for the actual guitar hero or rock band controllers. Well, no, cuz that's not what it's for. No, they said they're going to have it. I, I know they, they want to add it, but it's like that's a post-launch thing that now that it's out the door, they're going to be able to have like one dude work on that. I understand that. Like, But I was like, okay, so they also say in the news article that they have a, like, they'll have free songs and then they'll have songs that you have to buy. And what I mean by free songs is they will rotate. They're like a rotating list of songs that are going to be free and then they'll have other songs that you can buy. And I was like, Oh, so 
they're going to have at least a hundred songs or something like that. I, I thought, you know, <laughs> or, or 50, something that like, they're going to have, like, even if it's just the old, like in house music that they had where they're like, Oh, we got some indie like it, bands. to yeah. make music. They got it, it, Jack. That and is surprising. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I am kind of surprised they didn't have any, any in-house harmonics bands to put their shit out there because like yeah that wouldn't have cost them anything for licensing yeah so i i i was pretty disappointed they have i think the big one right now is the the weekend is that a, that's yeah that's the band that the, they're like hyping up yeah the weekend they're, they're like directly partnered with the weekend for the launch of this thing the there's a a separate battle pass specifically for uh the the rock band mode yeah and if you complete that battle pass on top of unlocking several songs permanently you unlock the weekend as a as a skin yeah which uh like if you if you care if you I, care i don't i don't like it, any of the weekend's music uh i thought it that was said i i, I played I the, oh i'm sorry go on I thought the gameplay was fine. The, the gameplay was fine. Like it's, it, I don't like the the buttons. I don't know if you can change them because I didn't spend any time doing it. But the the buttons they use for the controls, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, uh, but I think you, can you uh, probably remap them. Key, did you do keyboard or controller? Keyboard. Yeah i I was very much thrown off whenever because I just immediately went to expert because I was like, come the fuck on. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna have any problem with this, and it and was really weird that they they do. I think it's like DFJK by default. Yep. And then whenever you whenever you get to, I assume hard, then they add a fifth key, and it's H. And like I don't know what I wanted them to use, but it just feels weird. I'm Wait. holding my keyboard now on those keys. That doesn't feel normal in any sense. I don't like that. I was do I was better. thinking I was thinking it would be like ASDFG. So it, yeah, it, it is weird that they default the way that they do. I will say, being somebody who has played uh, DJ Max Trilogy on PC and Respect, uh, Trilogy had an eight key mode, and I want to say it was like ASDF HJKL. Yeah. Uh, so like. And and you do want to have two hands. Like, mm -hmm. I see why they wouldn't want to have them, like, everything right in a row, because then you'd be crowding with both of your hands right there. It just, I don't know. I I don't necessarily like that they, if they were going to have the fifth key at all, it seems weird to, like, learn your muscle memory with using your index and middle finger, and then suddenly... Oh, now you gotta move your index finger one to the left. Yeah, and, and now you're using your ring finger on your right hand all the time. Yeah, they, it's 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 weird. They obviously did not think it out for PC as much as they presumably did for console players, but whatever. So hopefully, in the coming months, they will add a lot more songs. That's my that's my main gripe with it is that the they have a paltry selection of songs. You can get any. Guitar Hero Rock Band, like, any of them have more songs 
for free or or included with the disc. Um and and even that, even that the ga- the songs you can buy, I was like, "Oh, I can definitely go on the store and buy more songs." And I saw 10 songs available to buy, and I was like, "Oh, where's the the show more button?" Yeah. And, and it wasn't there. <laughs> there was maybe they maybe that's why. They're like, "We don't know how to make a show more button. Let's just let's just put these songs out." I I wonder if it's just a matter of they they don't know how successful this is going to be. Maybe. And they didn't, they didn't want to like blow their load all at once and, and be like, all right, we invested $10 million into this. Uh, we've got 50 songs. Like, I don't know. That said, they, they own, they own Bandcamp, right? They, they own harmonics. Well, they, yeah, but like harmonics, Harmonics is just it, like yeah they they have a bunch of in-house bands but like there are there are not not necessarily major but there there are big enough bands that re- that self-release their music on Bandcamp. Yeah. And so like and I, I am assuming like I believe that when you sell on Bandcamp you're essentially giving Bandcamp license to use your music however they want. Right. So like Epic owns that they they could just they could just put a bunch of music in there like I, I and again I I totally get that like they want to put a bunch of like well known shit in there that's why they have the weekend that's why they have Imagine Dragons why they used Thunder of all songs I don't fucking know um I I don't know granted it, like they're they're all it, Imagine Dragons is garbage in the first place but like really Thunder but uh. Like it, there, there are a lot of other really weird choices. Uh, it, it, yeah. But besides all that, like, yeah, I, I really hope that they expand the mode substantially. Oh yeah. And and adding controller support that's a big one for me. I have controllers. You do have controllers. It would be nice to play it like an actual rock band game. It would. It would be cool. I would. I know why they don't have it because of the latency. But I would mm-hmm. really like it if they had actual vocals. Like, just put karaoke in your game. They don't have vocals. They have. I, I believe the vocals are just pressing buttons still. Oof. Uh, uh. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It wouldn't it's even like need to be band. great. It would just need to be like a try. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Well, just like, like something. Harmonics has has the fucking karaoke revolution tech that they've been using in Rock Band for years. Like they used it on. Uh, the fucking Twitch sings thing, like yeah. just just do it again. It's, it, it'd be easy. You probably already have all those songs tracked already <laughs> like, on Twitch sings. It's already probably deployable. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing. Is they they did have Twitch sings, so they also had. I and I I know the licensing is it's going to be different, but like you know they have the ability to talk to those uh, licensors, the the publishers and stuff. And get a bunch of songs. They make billions of dollars. They could make it happen. But anyway. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, no. I'm, before we move on, it says, With cloud gaming, you can play Fortnite on, on many phones and computers as long as you have a good internet connection and live with a region supported by the service. Here are some cloud gaming services you can use to play Fortnite and this new mode. 
Xbox Cloud Gaming, NVIDIA GeForce Now, and Amazon Luna. Ooh. Do you, yeah. Aroa, uh, <laughs> your, your mission for this week is to play Fortnite Rock Band on NVIDIA GeForce Now. Play, play Fortnite Rock Band on my phone over, over 5G. <laughs> please, please do it. <laughs> Be awful. Anywho, we are going to move on to the next story. This is one I believe Aroa brought up. Uh, there's a I, uh, the I, logo. I did have something to say. I, I know. Oh. I know you're in a hurry. Am I the only one that feels like this whole thing is just like a, a soft boot or a, a beta release for them bringing back Rocksmith or oh, not Rocksmith, uh, Rock Band? I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think they might just keep it in Fortnite, but it's definitely them testing the waters. I could see them being like, and now we're bringing it to Roblox, and now. Yeah. We're bringing it to, I don't fucking, like, I could see them releasing a controller that's got Bluetooth support so you could hook it up to anything from your console to your phone and then putting it on every platform they can. Roblox, fucking Fortnite, whatever. Yeah. Well, they won't. The, the reason that it's in Fortnite is because Epic owns Harmonix. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know, so... but, like, money moves. Shit happens. I, I'm just saying, like, them putting it in things that aren't exclusively, hey, go put this disc in your console and play some rock band like i that specifically i I do think that it's very it's very probable that if this takes off in a major way that yeah they they make a controller that's kind of like the the guitar hero live controller that they put out where it has bluetooth connectivity and you can use it with your pc or with your ipad and with your phone and all that I, I, could, I could very much see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, with that said, we're now going to move on, Connor, to the next story, which is the logo fail firmware attack. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's weird that this is so hot on the tails of when WebP was getting hijacked so aggressively. Mm-hmm. So what's up with this? What's happening? So uh, long story short, whenever you boot your computer up, uh, it, before, like, I don't know, probably like 2010-ish, uh, you had BIOS. Yep. And a lot of people, they know the word BIOS. Um, that it just, it's the, it's sort of like the starter for your computer that, that, that kicks everything else into gear. Well, uh, sometime around 2010-ish, that started getting replaced with, uh, UEFI which is essentially the same thing but it's but it's newer and fancier that's the uh that's the push to start version of yeah. the starter it has it has uh, like gra- like it has some graphics in it like you can make it look not like it was made in 1982 yeah um and it 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 also offer like that's what how you get uh secure boot which is like one of the requirements for windows 11 sort of uh that's how you you get a lot a lot of newer features like how you get like fan controls in your bios and stuff like that uh everybody uses uefi now um but part of that of course is whenever your computer is booting up now you can have your your motherboard show a cool logo of usually the manufacturer of your motherboard or something. Oh. And 
the thing about that is you can overwrite that from your operating system. And the thing about that is that as we went over with the with the WebP thing, uh, a lot of times applications that interpret images, they just assume that everything in that image is a-okay. And so they'll just execute whatever the hell is in that file, regardless of whether it's, you know, just arbitrary code. So it turns out you can just overwrite your boot logo in in your UEFI, and I'm going to call it BIOS. You can just overwrite the boot logo with malware that'll write itself to like privileged locations in your BIOS so that there's no way you can get rid of it or get around it unless you really know what the hell you're doing. And you've got like the lowest level rootkit that you could possibly imagine running on your machine. And you wouldn't necessarily have any idea that it had happened because you could just overwrite that logo with an image that looks exactly the same, but just also contains malicious code that gets executed every time your computer starts up. And really the only thing that you would need to do to make that happen would be run some random thing off the internet in administrator mode. Uh, just so everybody knows, uh, website is up and you will want to download that image file. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, you scroll down to the bottom of the page. There's a little, a little exe link. Uh, you just run that as admin. Oh, I thought that was just your startup, like, splash thing. Like, hey, download this file. It makes the site run better. Oh, you mean the, the thing that forces you to autoplay the music? Yes. Also yeah. downloads the file. Yeah. I don't think that's what happens. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, that's not what happens. Yeah, Road website, A-OK. -okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no malicious. I've actually replaced all images on my website with WebP. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, so has this been used in the wild yet? Do we know? I, I don't think it it has been, at least not on any kind of scale. And the thing is, like, you would you would need to know quite a bit about your target to make it particularly useful. So, like, it, it's not like it's going to be. It's like a lot of a lot of these exploits, like the like the Spectre and Meltdown stuff, where like it is extremely worrying how easy it is to actually do it in the first place. But then actually like getting anything useful out of that exploitation is a lot more difficult. Yeah. So you you would need to pretty specifically target somebody to actually do anything with it. So I, I, it's not something to be super worried about, and I believe that there are already patches coming out to mitigate this. Now, are but those going to be it, Windows patches, or are those going to be BIOS oh, updates? They will be BIOS-specific. Like, your, your motherboard manufacturer will have to do this, okay. which also means that for a lot of people, this is, not, this is never going to get patched, which is yeah. why it's a good thing that it's not really something to be too concerned about. Uh, however, I do think this is going to draw attention to UEFI as a target. Because uh, I, I just, it, it's surprising to me that we've had UEFI for this long and no one's thought to do this until just now. And yeah. that was what one of the researchers in in the article said. Like, it's it's 
nuts that like it's such a uh, an obvious thing in hindsight but it's just no one really thought about it apparently it even really goes to show that the more they change like i i think i said this exact same spiel when we were talking about web piece so i'll keep it short but like the more things change the more they change they stay the same one of the first major malicious code attacks that people would know about is a, a function called gits gits in low level programming it says hey i need the user to send some input i'm going to stop processing until i get it it doesn't care what you put in it'll take it and then it'll start running it if you tell it what it wants to hear great it'll keep going if you tell it what it wants to hear and also all of the code to write the whole another program it's going to take that answer run that program and then try to do whatever the fuck it was doing before and that's exactly what's happening here with the the webp exploit with the uh, what was this one called again uh, 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 the um sorry i, just I need to have this logo. logo logo fail logo fail yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's also that's how most consoles have been hacked recently because it like what you're describing it is also what buffer overflows it's the exact same thing the exact of. same yeah. thing it's it's just you can you it, the the applications expecting you to give it something you give it that and a little bit more and it doesn't give a shit and that's that's the problem yes it it hopefully nothing comes of this and uh nobody actually makes any like with spectre and meltdown there was a lot of patching and a lot of people worrying and i don't think anybody's released malicious code for it yet that I've heard of. No, and, it, and if the, if they have, they're probably a state-sponsored actor, probably. and that that's not going to be a problem for you. <laughs> not not for us. We're going to move on, and we're going to talk about the next story, which is more AI stuff. Yay, Google Gemini. Is is this like an update the the Bard two point Uh, to some degree, yeah. So okay. it's. It's technically it's a separate uh, project from Bard. It really didn't initially have anything to do with Bard. They're going to use the Bard branding just to make this more accessible. They're essentially just going to replace the model that Bard is running on in the background with this. You could consider Bard it, it, to put it into OpenAI slash ChatGPT terms. Uh, you could say that Bard was was Google's ChatGPT like two point five. And Gemini is going to be their 3.5 and ChatGPT4, uh, both. Because there are three different versions of Gemini, because why don't we just make things even more complicated? There's uh, Babby Gemini, which is the version that they're going to be putting on phones, uh, specifically the Pixel phones. And that, that'll, once that is out, handle some very basic actions at first uh you'll essentially just be able to use it to send messages to people and stuff it's it by the sound of it it's it's going to be completely useless on phones at least for a while until oh, yeah. they figure out what they're doing with it uh the much more interesting one is the one that they're replacing uh bard with initially which is again is like their their chat gpt 3.5 so like it, it that one is is supposed to be Essentially the same thing as normal chat GPT, the non-premium version. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes. And then premiering sometime next year, 
will be the big boy version, uh, which according to Google is actually better than GPT-4 in all but one benchmark. Okay. And uh, it is it is both faster and more competent overall in there it, it, by a large margin, uh, like sometimes close to 10% uh, better, which in, in the state that things are right now, that's a pretty big jump. Uh, we'll be probably seeing that roll out as, as a paid thing sometime early next year, I believe. And like, it's, it, it is cool, but it's also just like, okay, Google's playing catch up on, on yep. open AI. And meanwhile, open AI has already been like, yeah, we're working on this like project Q thing. And it's going to be a lot better than uh, what we already have. So Google's and, already getting beat out. <laughs> and it's lying. Yeah. And see, that's that, that was the uh, second part. Yeah. Is uh, then after all that, it comes out the very next day that uh, Super Ultra Gemini isn't actually capable of the things that Google said it was in the uh, demonstration video. Now, that that is not to say that the the benchmarks are inaccurate. The benchmarks are supposedly accurate, although I did watch a video that noted that Google themselves created some of the benchmarks in the first place. And they have done that sort of thing with Chrome previously to be like, look, benchmarks don't lie. The benchmark we made up, Chrome is the best at it. Yeah. Uh, we, we catered this specifically to our web browser <laughs> and our web browser does it better. Oh, Go fucking okay. figure. Yeah. Uh, uh, and what was, but, what, what was not real in, so, or, or what was taken and not done correctly or, or whatever, you know what I mean? The, so the big, the big, uh, feature, like super impressive thing that they showed off Gemini doing was it could essentially watch a video understand what it was seeing in the video and respond to prompts about the video. So like some, it could watch a video of someone drawing and then in real time identify what they were drawing. Oh, I see. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I have the video playing. It's like, Oh, the cat was jumping up the wall. Yeah. Uh, in reality, what they did was took a screenshot of the video at that particular point in time and then asked Gemini to describe what they saw and then stitch the two things together. Oh, I so see. So it, it wasn't... So the the reason that this matters, because it, it may even be... It, it was kind of obvious to me at first that like, well, yeah, of course, it's just looking at the frame at the at the time that it got the prompt. So like, who cares? But like... The thing is that these models generally it, it's it isn't thought that they can remember much of anything beyond yeah. their prompt. Uh, so it would have been extremely impressive if it was able to contextualize multiple frames of video next to each other and 
and understand that they flowed into each other and determine meaning from that somehow. Uh, and that's kind of what Google was implying, but it turns out now that that's not actually what was happening. No, I, uh, I'm sure you've seen, uh, the video six or seven years ago now from Tesla with like their self-driving car. Yeah. And that it's come out since then, that that was fake. And there are, and at the time you had, people going on stage and saying, hey, we have, and by people, I mean Elon Musk, going on stage saying, you know, we have cars that can drive better than humans right now. That's how good our our self-driving is. And fast forward seven years later, and they were lying. That that was a big <laughs> lie. Like well, they, I, seem to, I seem to recall Musk saying that, like, they had, I don't remember exactly the label like because they have like levels for the capability of the self-driving car yeah and he was essentially saying we're we're at like level two or whatever the hell it was to say that it's completely autonomous and doesn't need any human input so level and, two is i think level I, one I is like adaptive cruise control and stuff level two okay. is yeah. like is like highway driving so maybe maybe it was like maybe it was level three. I don't yeah, know. It's, level three it was whatever is whatever the autonomous. one is. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the one is that, that was like it you could just tell it where you want to go and it'll take you there. And yeah, he was saying that that was that was where they were at, and that was that was not true. That and was they, not true they're, at all. They're getting to level three, but uh I saw like it was a video that was released where the guy was showing off the full self-driving beta, and he's Elon Musk and Tesla has moved to not using a lidar system. They have they're like, oh, we're actually just going to put a bunch of cameras and then use really good AI to so you don't need map data or anything. And um, the guy's explaining this, saying like, yeah, as long as you have a bunch of sensors and and cameras and you have really good AI, then you could tell where to go and it'll you know do stuff for you. As he's saying as as that, it's not raining. Yeah, as he's saying that, they blow through a fucking stop sign. <laughs> just and then right after he's like whoa and his passenger's like i think we just ran that stop sign <laughs> and then it goes up and it's a narrow area that they have to drive through there's a car coming on the left and there's a bunch of cars on the right parked and the car tries to swerve around the car on the left but starts to go into the car like aiming right for the car on the right and so the guy has to take control, and that's like less than 30 seconds after they just blew through the stop sign. I don't think we're there yet, pal. And I don't think that Google's AI is there yet for, for their Gemini stuff. But uh, maybe in a few years, all that stuff will be ready and we'll be, we'll be eating crow. But I'm, uh, I'm still a little worried about all of it. Anyway. I'm not, I'm not terribly worried about uh, generalized intelligence. I yeah. think we're going to hit a wall with with large language models very quickly, uh, like within the next two or three years. I think I think we're going to start to get to like in in terms of the benchmarks, we're going to hit like 97, 98 percent. And then it's not going to be able to get any further. And we're going to there's going to have to be some other paradigm shift. Yeah, I don't think that... like, like oh, I'm sorry. I, I also it, so Google has like their own. uh their own hardware that they're they run all of their their machine learning stuff on uh 
and these are like the the ones that they're doing Gemini with or that are they're training Gemini with are their fifth generation ones and they have like entire fucking data centers just full of racks and racks of of these uh TPMs mm-hmm. and uh they're like the fact that they're they're putting that much into training this thing it makes me very skeptical that we're some that we're suddenly going to jump into sci-fi tier complete generalized intelligence within the next 20 years i I just don't see it happening that'd be cool i don't see it happening but it would be cool i'm okay with. i want to be optimistic about like i I, when i hear everyone talking about q star and how that's supposed to be revolutionary they never actually say how and uh, oh it's trade secret but like until actually that that rabbit comes out of the hat i'm not gonna hold my like you could say it's cool you could say it's cool but until it does something cool it's not cool well and and Uh, one one big thing before we move on to the next story, but one big thing about AI is you have Microsoft and Google and uh, everybody, Tesla, like using these AI models and being like, we need to, we need to improve AI. It's, it's going to be the future. And a lot of people aren't thinking about how, like, what are you going to use that AI for? Oh, you're going to use that AI to lay people off of their jobs. <laughs> That's that's like their whole point is they don't want employees to have to pay, so they're pumping them up a bunch of money into AI so that they can get rid of low level jobs. Which is great because uh, I, I saw an article a couple of days ago. Uh, there's there's this company that they're they're selling an AI product for drive-throughs, uh-huh. where you pull up to the drive-through and essentially ChatGPT asks you what you want you tell it what you want and then it feeds that information to the workers inside the store. So you don't have to have somebody run and drive through. Uh, turns out something like 90% of all orders end up having to be redone by their mm-hmm. Filipino call center workers. Yep. <laughs> they need, if I was a, a business like that and I was like, man, I don't want to have people have to interact with you know the workers or whatever uh just make them use an app i i I never like whenever i go to mcdonald's i never order at the drive-thru i just put it in my app like i will park in the fucking parking lot order in my app and then drive up (laughs) even and a lot of a lot of them you go inside They've got like four kiosks there. You can yeah. just put your order in on that. You don't have to go talk to somebody. Now, granted, it's a lot less sanitary, but like, yeah. I, th- I feel like it'd be a lot easier to develop like self-sanitizing kiosks than it would be to make ChatGPT good at taking <laughs> somebody's fast food order. Probably. When, and that was another great thing is uh, they have they have an app for pretty much every country you go to. So there's a there's a Deutschland app I have to download when I go to oh, yeah. uh, Germany. There's a Jap, Jap there, I'm sorry. There's a Japanese. Whoa. Um, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that, that word right there. There's a Japanese uh, McDonald's <laughs> app. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. And <laughs> I. <laughs> I you know what I meant? Uh, so there's a Japanese McDonald's app, and it made it way easier. So I I didn't have to like get through that language barrier. I could just be show them my number, and they're like, "Here's your food." <laughs> okay, great. 
Uh, we're gonna move on to our next. This is the big, the big stories here. Is the game awards happened, and I, I was busy streaming, and not wanting to watch three hours of game awards, so I, I didn't. I don't even know. Is it on Spike TV anymore? Does Spike TV exist? I think it was just streamed on Twitch, wasn't it? I have no idea. It probably was. You're probably right. I watched. Gonna... Yeah. I watched somebody else streaming it, watching it. Uh, that's, yeah, that's I watched often. the VOD of someone streaming it, watching it. Yeah, <laughs> I did that with uh, the 2020 uh, election stuff, and let me tell you, uh, it was it was it was miserable. So. And we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the, the winners. We're going to start from the bottom to the top. And we're just going to talk about the winners until we get to the, the newer ones, unless somebody has something specific to say about the candidates. I'm putting those ground rules here right now. Uh, the Player's Voice Award. Uh, the winner was Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, category is 100% voted by fans for their favorite game of 2023. Uh, just a, a little bit of a spoiler. You're going to be hearing Baldur's Gate 3 a lot tonight. <laughs> yeah, um, and I have, uh, and I do have a comment about the, one of the awards that BG3 wins when we get okay. to it. Okay. Uh, best adaptation. This is like TV shows, movies, comics, uh, video games that were turned into that. Uh, The Last of Us won, which was a, what was that, HBO show? I believe. I didn't yep. watch it. I hear it was really good. Uh. For me, I the only one of these that I I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie, but um, I also saw Twisted Metal, and having watched Twisted Metal and the Super Mario Brothers movie, I would say that probably yeah, The Last of Us probably <laughs> probably would have won. Um, I'm just disappointed that FNAF wasn't in there. Yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even in like they could have had a number six. Yeah, that's wild that it wasn't even nominated. They could have put- replaced Gran Turismo. No one uh, gave a shit about the Gran Turismo movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Turismo. Nobody cared, Nicole. Nobody <laughs> wants to see the Gran Turismo movie. Well, it's just like, I don't know. I it, thought the trailer looked cool. The Gran Turismo games don't really even have a story, though, do they? I'm like, like, no, no, they <laughs> don't. You drive. <laughs> the movie's not even about the game. It's about some dude like rising to esports fame by playing the game. Yeah, like it's not really an adaptation so much as like it, it they just wanted to make a movie about an esports player doing yeah. playing a racing game and they got the Gran Turismo license. Like that's yeah. what it feels like. That's fair. That's fair. I am still interested in seeing it as a movie, but that's fair. The yeah. the next one I disagree with 100%. Most anticipated game recognizing the announced an announced game that has uh, illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth won that one. Push the gaming medium forward and you do Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know which of these games I would say is going to push the gaming medium forward, but I'm going to assume it's not Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that that was part of the the naming or like what the description for the category was. Cause I, whenever I was watching this, I, I was barely hearing the sound from the actual thing. Yeah. And I was like, why, why isn't GTA six on here? Yeah. What, like you were talking about most fucking anticipated game. It's been GTA six for like the last five years. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? 
Uh, best esports team, JD Gaming won. I don't recognize any of these people. I'm no, I have Me zero either. idea. Uh, I uh, best esports team. I'm sorry, best esports game, Valorant. Cool. They misspelled league. I was about to say, I'm really surprised. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> league, league. Anyway, leg. Um, best. Oh, there's it. Go. There we go. Best esports event was the 2023 League of Legends World Championship. Sure. Uh, sure. I'm surprised it wasn't the Halo thingy that they did. That was like a renaissance for it. I'm surprised that's not even on the lit on the list. I, I, don't, I don't even really... know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it seems like this year there wasn't a whole lot of focus on fighting games in general, and maybe that's why Evo didn't get it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, like, Nintendo's been ruining the Smash scene. Oh, so... yeah. Because uh, I... Yeah. The best esports coach, uh, that's Christine Potter Chi. They put 2021. <laughs> IGN, for the love of God, it's a listicle. You At can't... least fucking proofread the yeah. listicle. You that's can't... a lot of work for their intern. Yeah, you can't spell ignorant without IGN. Um, I, I, get, I, I guess I agree because uh, Christine Potterchi has the least stupid-sounding name out of all of the people running. <laughs> all of the candidates. The oh, she, my God. What? They just copy-pasted the article from, from 2021 and then filled in all the new names. And, yeah, didn't, it re- and didn't do a find replace for 2021. They didn't, because oh, look, man. best esports athlete, yep. 2021. You're Content right. creator of the year, 2021. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, best esports athlete was Lee Faker. I'm not trying. I I'm just, just say recognize. Faker. Yeah. yeah. Faker. Won. None of these people are real. They're all made up. Go on. Yeah. Um, content creator Korea of the is year. Korea not a real country. <laughs> content creator of the year, Iron Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Best She's mul- the only one I even recognize on that list. Okay. This, this the, is the, the one I saw that when they were doing the thank you speech, I had to take a moment and be like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. So, so I think this might be the one Nicole wanted to talk about. Best multiplayer game was won by Baldur's Gate 3? Uh, no, that wasn't the one. But no, I'm, I was very excited to see how many awards the the the, the Baldur's Gate three won. It's it's actually not Baldur's Gate three. It's more so it's more so uh, an individual involved. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to jump ahead. It's your crush. I get it. I get it. Um, In best multiplayer game, somebody put Diablo four here as his joke. I'm assuming that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Um, oh come on, you got phones, don't you? Best I, I like I like Baldur's Gate three. I didn't play the multiplayer. Um, but it, I did you I, like the single player? Yes. Imagine playing that with other people. That sounds bad. Imagine a party of four halfling barbarians throwing each other across the countryside. <laughs> I've been playing multiplayer with my husband as a uh, as a halfling bard, and he is uh, an elf or half elf paladin, and so he's just constantly saving me from doing stupid stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It makes I, sense. And I tried to romance Asterion and got turned down flat. 
<laughs> oh, yep, that'll, that'll like, happen. Yeah, why? Why? I, I guess. I guess he thought, why bonk the tav when you can get the blood for free? Because I was totally feeding him. Oh, I see. I see. Um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I played. I played multiplayer too, as and I was, I was hard role playing as a uh, as a dwarf monk with extreme social development issues, uh, and I killed Asterian immediately. Interesting. <laughs> I just, I just. I saw I saw him tackle my my party member and I was like, oh fuck you, and then I killed him. Interesting. And and then that's how we found out that if you revive him after so after someone else kills him, then, then he goes, They killed me. <laughs> that's really great. I enjoy um, that spiel quite a bit. The next one is one that I think they put in here just for Connor. The best sim slash strategy game was won by Pikmin 4. I don't know why that's just for me, but I do love all of these games except maybe Fire Emblem. I know you love Pikmin. That's why I, I was saying. love Pikmin, homie. Yeah. Because I, I think you were the one that voted on this. You're like, Pikmin. I love, I love Pikmin, and I love Advance Wars, and I love City Skyline. I don't actually know what Company of Heroes is, but I don't... It's an RTS. Know, I, I don't know enough about it to dislike it, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Pretty um, good. Best sports slash racing game was won by Forza Motorsport. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Best family game was won by Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, and between my fucking vocal fry and your inability to speak, this is a great podcast. My my brain is trying to combine words again. If you so slow down, homie. Relax. Um, best fighting game was was Street Fighter Six. What is God I, of Rock? It is god awful. Oh, let okay. Me tell you. Uh, it so I actually coincidentally came across God of Rock recently, uh, because it was on sale and I I had it on my wish list. Uh, and I remember putting it on my wish list because I was like, wow, this sounds like a really fucking cool idea. And, and like they, I don't think they had gameplay or anything yet. Uh, I watched gameplay of it, and holy shit, I cannot imagine how you fuck up the concept of combining rhythm and fighting game together so hard. Oh, uh, I see. Because like, like, imagine you're playing Guitar Hero, but in between notes you have to input fighting game combos. Oh. And, and also the also the chart is sideways. Oh. Because. They, for some reason, thought, yeah, that's that's a way that anybody's brain works. You hit the buttons while it's while they're rolling sideways. Well, I, just... I, I the only thing I can see for that would be like actual sheet music and stuff is sideways. Right. But most people aren't going to think like that. Most but, normies. But aren't even think then, like you'd think it'd go you think it would flow from right to left. But it just depends on which side of the screen you're on. Oh, oh no! Like, it, there's the, the UI needs just to be completely redone. Uh, it, I think if they did that, like, it would be a substantially improved game. Because I like, I do think that fundamentally it is really cool to essentially play Guitar Hero's battle mode, but there's a fighting game happening in the background, like, and, and, and like every note that you hit. Is is your character like throwing a punch at the other one kind of thing? Yeah. And like 
instead of instead of getting like star power, you like collect power ups and then you can use those to attack the other guy. Uh, so then you like add extra notes to their to their thing or like put them in lefty mode, that kind of shit. Like it's fun looking. It's just that I cannot imagine playing that game without having the monitor turned to the side. Yeah, I have my monitor vertical. So maybe maybe that's how maybe that's how I'll play it. Um, the next one was best RPG. That was won by Baldur's oh, Gate gee. Three. Baldur's well, I can't what? believe Baldur's Gate Three won best RPG. Why it wasn't it? Starfield or Final Fantasy Sixteen or Lies of P. <laughs> God, did Starfield even get nominated for anything? Star, yeah, it got best nominated RPG? for yeah, best RPG. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's right there. It's right there in front of you. <laughs> To be fair, Nathan's going down this list backwards, at least according to the way that it loaded for me. So I can. Yeah, I'm. I lost. The problem is they, he's leading up to best game. Yeah, right. I'm. I'm going. It, the problem is the article was backwards. The so he's punishing the listener. Ago. Got it. Yeah. Um, no, the the article, it it starts on the bottom for what was first and then goes all the way to the top for the last announced. Oh, okay, thing. okay. That's that's, that's my why. problem. I'm not I'm not looking at the article because I no, just I'm, it, I just have my notes that I wrote it, from it, watching it. I see. It's in reverse chronological order. There we go. Okay. Um the next game best action/adventure game was The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe yeah. Think, yeah. May, maybe Spider-Man 2, but yeah, probably Probably Zelda better is better. Spider-Man Two wasn't long enough though, and I will say Tears of the Kingdom. I feel like it did not have the staying power that Breath of the Wild had. Yeah, but it's still pretty phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Best action game, Armored Core Six. So Dark Souls Core. Yeah, it's pretty good. I had fun with it. Oh, I Um, went there. I'll go. I'll I'll have this discussion. Dead Dead Island Two was one of them. That was another game I played this year, and I would say, yeah, Armored Core probably. It's better, like as among all the nominations there, definitely. Yeah. Um, A part of me wants to be like, surely there was better action games this year, and ah, no, no, there was. Name one, right? Uh, like I couldn't. Nope. <laughs> Innovation in accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. That was Forza Motorsport. They, they're they the winners. What about, didn't Sony, like, finally release uh, an accessible controller or I, something? I think it's, do all of these are specifically games that have it in there. Is there software and or hardware? Well, they didn't include any hardware, apparently. I'm so. just saying, you know. Um, best VR slash AR game, uh, Resident Evil Village. Uh, did, did anybody play that? Nope. Oh, not right. oh. in VR. I uh, should. Hold on. Village is eight, right? Yes. Okay. So uh-huh. no, no, I have not I had to fucking think about it. That's not good. How many seven, fucking seven is only in eight? VR on PS4. Yeah. Yes. I did that one and that was kind of felt like a tech demo, but okay. I, it I, was. I assume. I assumed Village was not much more than that as well. You want to you want to know a secret though? What? Maybe you already know about it. Uh, even though there's no official uh, VR version of Seven on PC, there is a there is a mod uh, made by some guy 
uh, that adds full motion control support and everything. Ooh. Yeah, we've, that spoke might be about yeah. That. we've spoke about that before in the past um, on some episode four years ago, probably. Um, best community support uh, winner, shockingly enough, Baldur's Gate 3. What? But they don't even have cross-dimensional saves. I, I was really happy when they're like, hey, we released a patch, and the patch notes are too long for Steam. Yeah. And... And it was it was a lot. They put a lot of that stuff in there. Um, I do I do have to hand it. I I was initially like I don't know, No Man's Sky, but no, yeah, no, nah, it should be Baldur's Gate. Yeah, best mobile game, Honkai Star Rail was the winner. Um, That's it. I know my next mobile game. I can't fucking believe they shafted Hello Kitty Island Adventure <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Uh, what? You know how many fucking hours I put into Hello Kitty Island Adventure, and then they just fucking ignore it. Um, I uh, the, the the problem is I actually could see you downloading that game and trying it out. <laughs> I have no idea what it even is. I have no idea either. Um, I know what Honkai Star Rail is though. I I really wanted to play it until I found out it was a turn based RPG. Um, best next debut... year's Endless Zone Zero though. Oh yeah, ZZZ. Uh best mm-hmm. debut indie game. Uh I think Aroa might be a little bit of mad about this. Cocoon was the I winner. Was. Yeah. yeah. No, Pizza, uh, Pizza Tower? It should have been Pizza Tower. It I really s- should have been. That's what I hear. Um, uh I actually saw other like, people complaining about that. Like I don't get me wrong, Cocoon looks like a perfectly good game, but it doesn't have a shred of the personality. Uh it it doesn't have any of the the innovation, and I, I know like Cocoon. Ooh, you get you go in and out of worlds. I said on the podcast, I just played an indie game that did the exact same fucking thing. Okay, you're not special, Cocoon. Well, it's, right? a, it's... you know what's special? Pizza Tower. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that they screwed that also, over for you. They shouldn't have even nominated Viewfinder because that game was a fucking joke. You know, you're gonna fucking put out say Viewfinder whenever like fucking I I I don't think that was super liminal nominated whenever it came out because I don't remember whether it was or not. But it was a way fucking better game and it did the exact same gimmick. They and it didn't have a main character that wouldn't shut the fuck up. So we're gonna so, move on know. to the we're gonna move on to the next one, which was just best. Indie game. So the last one was best debut indie game. This is best indie game. My nap juice is finally worn mm-hmm. off, and I'm back in. The, I'm I'm energized again. I see. Uh, <laughs> sea of Stars won best indie game, which I think should have been Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> okay. I know, right? So 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 like, I actually I I I skimmed an article the other day. That was like, what the fuck is an indie game anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it feels like Baldur's Gate 3 should be called an indie game. But at the same time, Larian is like an international studio. <laughs> oh, right, you mean the right. people who made Divinity Original Sin 2? And, and the yeah. original one as well? Those massive games? Yeah. yeah. Little indie studio. <laughs> They're not little, <laughs> but, th- but they are technically an independent studio. So... It, it it was a problem that I had in like the the late to mid two thousands where people are, that I knew were like oh I'm listening to indie music I'm like but they're on a publisher 
<laughs> so indie is a genre now. Yeah, yeah, indie is a genre. That's basically what this is, and it's probably you have to be under a certain amount of money or a certain amount of people to be considered uh, an indie game at this point. Um, which surprisingly enough, Lethal Company. Well, I guess it's it was released pretty pretty recently, but Lethal Company not even included on this list. I I so I. I did just realize, to be fair to Game Awards, I believe they have a cutoff date mm-hmm. that is like sometime in November, maybe. Yeah. So probably. that may be why. Uh, best ongoing also, game. Also, fuck Sea of Stars. Should have been Dave the Diver. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, best ongoing game, Cyberpunk 2077. I have a hot take about this category. Um, it, why yeah. wasn't World of Warcraft on here? Like, I know they're not doing great, but... They're not dying. Why was War- No Man's Sky on here? Yeah. Why is it No Man's Sky on here? Like, it's not great, but it's not dying. <laughs> it's- and, but also, like, say, okay, so, like, ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. They released one DLC. I guess it was really good DLC. It was pretty good DLC, but yeah. I don't think it's the best. Final Fantasy XIV hasn't released anything substantial in over a year honestly i would say not since they made golden corral or um uh, um 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 um, golden saucer (laughs) 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 sorry connor Um, has something on his mind right now he's like i need that i need that chocolate fountain Yeah, some, some fan of the fondue plates. Just they haven't innovated since (laughs) the best crossover event since the pizza hut promotion uh sorry but yeah it's like since since they added the the actual like fairground that you can go to they haven't done anything other than click on some more bad guys and for most of these categories except maybe fortnite where you could play rocksmith sometimes yeah i mean uh i don't really see what they're talking about yeah fort fortnite i could have understood because i really do think that some of the things that they do are legitimately innovative in terms of like what is what you're capable of doing in a multiplayer game like the the way that they can seamlessly have everyone on a bunch of different servers all having the same the the same experience at the same time like i I don't know if if you watched the the m&m concert thing but it was legitimately really fucking cool. Like yeah. it was, it was on the same level as the the thing where they had like Galactus attacking the Fortnite planet, and you had to fly a battle bus in to to shoot Galactus in the mouth or whatever. Like, the, there's a lot of really cool shit in there. Like, it, it definitely deserved it a lot more than fucking Cyberpunk, which had again one DLC and then a bunch of patches making the game what it should have been in the fucking first place yeah. Uh, without really adding much new content to my understanding, unlike No Man's Sky, which, as they showcased at the Game Awards, has released, like, multiple games worth of content over the last several years for free. Yeah, so, yeah No Man's Sky, I think they won last year. That might be why. I, I, oh, no. that's, that's not an excuse. If you're it's putting the work excuse. in... Yeah, I agree, but I was just saying that might be why it wasn't, but we are going to move on for Games for Impact. Uh, Tichia? Is that how you say it? Chia. Uh, I said it, Chia, yeah. Chia. Chia. 
Um, that one, I know that uh, Nick Lotus mentioned that she's playing Goodbye Volcano High, which is also a one of the yeah, nominees. Oh, man. I'm glad you reminded me of that because I was going to shit talk it because I just didn't like how it looked. But if, if Goodbye Volcano I, High? I haven't played even a moment of it. I don't even, like, I, I heard, it, I, like, I came in, I think, while you were talking about what it was or something, or I started listening again. And you said it was like a visual novel or something. I had no idea what it even was. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, like, it, a, like I, I said at the front, you know, it's it's basically like, it's kind of like Life is Strange meets a visual novel, but like with dinosaur people in I high see. school. Is it better written than Life is Strange? Well, I personally, Certainly. I personally love Life is Strange and I didn't have that much of a problem with even the writing. The, even the dialogue? I mean... Some of the some of the ways that your choices interpreted into what she actually said did make me mad a few times. Yeah, it's it, like my because it wasn't even like the plot of Life is Strange. I thought the plot itself was like really compelling. Oh, but yeah. Just like it, the dialogue itself just always reeked of like 40 year old man wrote this teenager's dialogue. Yeah, I, maybe that's kind of that's me. And also there was a little bit of kind of like what uh, L.A. Noir has, where if sometimes you select doubt and then Cole felt (laughs) just just like, you dirty piece of crap, you know, I mean, kids, (laughs) (laughs) what Um, we're going to move on. And this is I assume this is what Nick Lotus wanted to gush over. Uh, Neil Newborn from Baldur's Gate three, the guy who played Asterion, won Uh best performance. Yes. And uh, I, I don't I don't necessarily actually like Asterion as a character to crush on or want a romance. I just kind of wanted to see what would happen in that romance route. I haven't I haven't achieved it yet. Uh, my, my main squeeze is Carlac. But anyway, you have to be <laughs> a douchebag to to get Asterion. You have to like kick all the puppies, basically. Oh, but oh, oh but oh, my God. I, I and but have I you hate, seen I, him? But I hated <laughs> having to shoot down Will. That hurt me. Right. Yes. Oh my God. He's just it's like so one of the crushed. most painful interactions I've ever had in a in a fucking game. Yes. And it's I like, like okay, Will. I'm gonna pity date you next time. <laughs> I, I like Will. Will's Will's good. Will's great. Will's great. But I was. I mean, like this. His his whole like dancing in the dark thing come, happened in my playthrough. Like five minutes after I had gone to talk to Damon to to get Carlac's heart like patched up. Yeah. And then I and then I kissed her right in front of Will, <laughs> and oh. then he does this anyway. <laughs> but anyway, back to the back to the voice acting and Neil. Uh, you know, it was just it was just really great to see Neil Neil's reaction at, to the to getting the award and walking up there. And his speech was so heartfelt and wonderful. And if you've known me long enough, you probably realize that I I have a problem with developing parasocial uh, attachments <laughs> to people who are involved in my media and stuff like that. But, but the whole cast of BG three is phenomenal. Uh, Neil definitely deserved the award. I, I just really love how, how much outward facing stuff, the main cast of, of the game have, have done to engage with fans. It's just really awesome to, to be, to, to feel like, you know, the people behind, behind the characters that you've fallen in love with. And he, apparently I, I didn't actually read the article, but I think he was contemplating retiring, just going and doing something else. Uh, because he wasn't getting any any substantial roles, and then he ended up getting this role, and uh, it's kind of reignited the fire for acting that he had. Yeah. Oh, apparently he's he's running like some kind of academy, like where he te- where he trains 
voice actors to do mocap stuff and he did a lot of the directing on the game oh that's cool oh, that's amazing um it's it, you, you can really tell like he has passion for the art though mm-hmm. like out of oh, yeah. out of the out of the cast that i've that i've encountered so far in the game he, he is an absolute standout like if anybody deserved to win this it was him he, yeah he's incredible oh um, yeah i mean i could i could i mean i could feel how like just just the pure emotion that he was dealing with on the stage it was really obvious um it would be nice in this best performance list if they said what character is played because they say you know ben Starr was in final fantasy 16 but what character did he play in final fantasy 16 yeah Uh, that's just a nitpick um because like i don't know who Ben Starr played in Final Fantasy 16 because I never played that game. I didn't know Idris Elba was in Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, the best audio design went to Hi-Fi Rush. Which yeah, that makes sense. Pretty awesome, yeah. That's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the rhythm what, game's got to have a good soundtrack. What? What? What's with the grumbling, Aroa? <laughs> he wanted it to be Alan Wake 2. I, I mean, kind of. I'm just like, I. It, it's just that like, I thought that the mixing in Hi-Fi Rush wasn't like quite up to snuff, and yeah. it's the audio design category. Like it'd be it'd be one thing if it was like innovation in in uh, music or something like that. Like I don't know. Well, the next or, or if it was some kind of innovation category. The next but, category is best score slash music, and that went to Final Fantasy 16. Which I also I, I agreed with that one. They actually. they have to win one. <laughs> they they did really well, good covers of old Final Fantasy songs this yeah. year. Let's let's acknowledge it. But also like that soundtrack is fucking incredible. They, they pulled the Nintendo card and then they pulled the Nintendo Uno card or whatever you like they they poke evolved it and god damn it, like it's so good. Like I understand why they go on tours with this shit. Uh-huh. It is phenomenal. Oh yeah. yeah, the the music in Final Fantasy games has since day one been top notch. Um, ju- I'm just talking about this latest release. Yeah. It is a full score orchestra. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, that, they just uh, that's it's like, one it's thing like they've four always... CDs. Yeah, that well, that's one thing I was gonna say is they've always excelled um, on on music ever since ever since the first game. They've had just great music in Final Fantasy games, um, and so it makes sense that they would win this. Um, best art direction went to Alan Wake 2. Which, uh-huh. sure, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't played Alan Wake 2. Has anybody here played Alan Wake 2? I'm, I, I loved the first Alan Wake game. I don't actually like what they've done with this latest one. But that's, that's not what we're talking about here. I disagree with the next one. Best narrative went to Alan Wake 2. Yeah, I don't think I agree with that. They they couldn't give Baldur's Gate three everything. I that I do get. I yeah, I, I think that was the main reason why. Because like, it, it, if any, it, like those were the only two I think that deserved it in in this category. But yeah, Baldur's Gate three probably should have should have won. And then they flipped a, and then they flipped a coin, and they're like, <laughs> Alan Wake two. I, I get it. Yeah. Alan Wake is trying to be a Stephen King novel. I, I don't think it's quite getting there, but it's trying. They're, they're acknowledging that. Do you, um, do you know much? Like it is. King book. Well, it, it, it's the first Alan Wake is like, it, it is just a love letter to Stephen King. Fucking love it. Alan, Wake, Alan Wake 2 probably has more in common with David Lynch 
than Ooh. Stephen King. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. I agree with that totally. Yeah. Um. Uh. The there there's some fucking crazy shit that happens in that game. Let's stop talking about Alan Wake two, and we'll stop. We'll we'll talk about the next uh the next category, <laughs> which was best game direction won by Alan Wake two. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't even know what this category is saying. Uh, it says outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Whatever the what, fuck that means. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? I I honestly would say probably Legend of Zelda. Then, I, yeah, def- of these categories, I definitely say Legend of Zelda. That one lets you make robots just <laughs> yeah. slap them together. Yeah. It works. I'd say that's pretty innovative gameplay. Yeah, like, would... you you want to talk about a paradigm shift in terms of like what a game series can do to innovate on itself? Like, like uh, you you took Breath of the Wild and then you just made that more and and flipped it on its fucking head. Like, yeah, I don't know, I don't even, I I cannot fathom what the hell they're gonna do with that series after that. No what idea. do the rest of these games even have? Like, Super Mario Bros. Wonders has badges. Spider Man Two has. The thing that <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five had, where you could switch players on the fly. Baldur's Gate Three has floppy wieners, and Alan's Gate Two has a flashlight. But like, Legend of Zelda has engineering. Yeah, I uh, I, I would say I, they they missed the mark on this one. I could I could see Mario qualifying because of the Wonder Flower thing, because like you can you can grab the Wonder thing. And then, like, the entire level is totally different. And it, it does shit that, like, no other Mario game has ever done with level design. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, like, it's it, it's really cool, but I can't say that it's, like, a complete fucking revolution in terms of game design like Tears of the Kingdom is, at least for the Zelda series. Hard agree. And then the game of the year... Baldur's Gate 3. Which uh-huh. it's which I uh, again, we spoke about this uh the last award thing they did. It you know that Nintendo came out and they're like, "Oh, we're going to get game of the year with with Tears of the Kingdom." And uh, maybe even Spider-Man 2 with that developer, they're like, "Oh, maybe we have a chance." And then Baldur's Gate 3 came out and everyone's like, "God damn it." Yeah, just like it's, it's obvious from the time that that came out and just the reception that it got. Like <laughs> yeah. nothing else had a chance. No, and I and Starfield's not even on the list, and well, you no, know they were awful. wanting it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's awful, but it's not. They they should probably try like making a new game. Yeah, and, probably. And then maybe they maybe they have a chance. I I instead had... of making fucking Fallout Three again. Fallout Four. No, I'd I'd say Fallout Three. No, it's Fallout Four. There's space building. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that that makes a Fallout Four. But basically, the base, the base building system that was interesting for like 30 minutes and then just became <laughs> drudgery. I and all I, I cared about was like connecting all my supply lines. Yeah, I if you weren't going yeah. hard onto it, it, it was just a burden. Yeah, I don't recall it being interesting for the 30 minutes. So. I, I I hate base building in games like that. There's it it needed like a top down view to be able to make it actually worth like like the Sims or something like that for it to be interesting to me. And honestly I, the, I don't like yeah. it. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I the didn't... most interesting part about it to me was was like connecting all of your bases with supply lines. Yeah, uh, I didn't you... even get that far in Fallout Four. Oh wow, that's you like, didn't like, have like, to do I it. Got, if you I didn't got, want to. I got to base building, like I did that, but I oh. didn't even know there was like a supply line thing. You like, don't really have to do it. No, you don't well, have to. I, my 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 point being with that though is that like. I just didn't play Fallout 4 all that all that much. I probably put like maybe 20 hours in, if that. Yeah. And put... like for a Bethesda game, that ain't shit. No. Yeah. But but to be fair, I do like I I I am having fun playing Skyrim, but it's Skyrim? Uh, um Starfield. Star Starrim. What's uh, the difference? It basically. Yeah, it's fine. Um but we're going to move on and they also there's a, had There's a Nakey Jakey video that just came out that that really drives my point home uh mm -hmm. y'all should y'all should watch that on that note like i do I like that sitting on an exercise ball and shouting opinions is now a genre of video on youtube <laughs> jakey um, bricky I, I could go on and that's the unfortunate part yeah uh, we are gonna move on we're gonna talk about something not the whole show not the whole game award show uh there were a lot of things announced a lot of trailers shown off um, I've looked through this and pretty much nothing interests me except for maybe Dragon Ball. What? I I I don't care about Pony like, Island Two. Oh, I'm sorry. The, that was the one of the ones I was going to mention. That looks so dope. The other thing I don't care about. Uh, what what's up with uh, Pony Island Two? It's like it's Pony Island Two. I, I never played Pony Island 1, so I don't really know much about the genre. Yeah, but it's no. so weird in the right way. Like, yeah. Art House kind of weird. I am yeah. intrigued, and it's got this silly Chinaman. Uh, I, that's not what I meant to say. It's got mm -hmm. this... Uh, what is wrong with us on this podcast? Something is in the air. Nathan, Nathan already said one racial slur. Jesus. I didn't <laughs> mean to. I was just <laughs> stuttering. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> they got. I'm trying to think of what the game it reminds me of. It's Nicole's kind of... never coming back. Yeah, in case anyone from the network is listening, I have not uttered any racial slurs. I and I do I, not endorse any. I wasn't endorsing. I was just stuttering over my words. I'm sorry. It reminds um, me of I think work time fun and just how it's random, but it's telling a story that I want. I I, I must know more about. I'm watching uh, the trailer. I'm, I'm now probably gonna I, pick this up. I don't get the, it. The first Pony Island was fucking insane. And uh like I I feel like the developer really came into his own with inscription and I think he's taking everything he learned from that and putting it back into the absolute fucking insanity that was Pony Island and making this and I, I cannot wait to see what all happens with that. Because, like, the, the, this this dude is an auteur among indie developers. Like, this isn't, um, sorry to interrupt, this isn't like a horror game. It's just, is it meant to be creepy or unsettling? I, I, I think it's, that's just kind of his aesthetic. Is I like that shit just, it is, it, 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 it I don't know how to put it, but other than uncanny, like it just doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't seem it, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, 
It's not necessarily threatening. It's just wrong. Yeah. Which is very much what the first Pony Island was, except it, it was actually threatening on multiple occasions because <laughs> you're, you're ostensibly fighting against Satan. But, Interesting. You know. um, there is the Dragon Ball Sparking Zero. And uh, it, yeah. it's another Dragon Ball game. Good old pretty... Budokai Tenkaichi. I know. I know. Ash is really interested in that. I but... was. I was pretty excited by it. Yeah. Um. I. I mean. And I'll. I'll probably play it. I love Dragon Ball, but you know they've told the same story for the last twenty-five years. In yeah. Every well, game that's released. Well, it's a good at story. Least, Shut up. At least this one's a proper fighting game, and it's gonna have shit from Super in it. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, did you have any any of the trailers or anything that you were excited about, Nick Lotus? Uh, yeah, just um, just a brief mention. You guys were we were just talking about su- uh, fighting games, and I was kind of looking at this. Is Suicide Squad supposed to be more like a, an Injustice sequel or more like the Batman Arkham games? I believe it's... it is. I believe I, I ha- I'm not watching the trailer, but I know that Suicide Squad is coming out, and it's it's supposed to be like that Gotham Arkham Knights game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. which a, was really bad. It, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to tell from the trailer for me. So I will say that um, I seem to recall that the game was going to come out either this year or maybe like really late last year, and the response from the early beta uh, gameplay was so negative that they put it back in the oven and have completely overhauled the game. Yeah. So oh, wow. uh, maybe maybe it'll be better. Hopefully. Because, um, um, yeah, like the, the Arkham Knights game, you got a lot of very negative press for being pretty much just a cash grab built off of the goodwill from the Ar- other Arkham games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hello Games has also... Uh, put a trailer out for their newest game, which I think they were getting all the jokes that we were making and they're making their own Skyrim. So now they're making no more <laughs> Skyrim called light, no fire. Um, it's kind of like, uh, it, 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 you could also call it like, like their take on the, on the Gennaro high fantasy survival mm-hmm. genre, but it, it, Looks like it'll be really good. Yeah, they they're you see them flying on like there's actually some. It looks like gameplay. It could be all rendered, uh, where you're they're flying on dragons and riding horses and stuff. So it it looks good, but again, time as always will tell on that on if it's actually good. Uh, it does look like it's multiplayer, but I it, I could be wrong. Oh no, it is absolutely okay. okay good. They they said that. Uh, and there's no release date or window is is set, so it, probably four or five years from now they'll have a game released. Uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? Any other stories yeah. from the well, game? Well, awards? as far as yeah, I I I just I just kind of wanted to do a quick footnote on Suicide Squad and then move on to the two games that I that I had a few more thoughts about. Okay. Uh, the the new Prince of Persia demo got announced. It's coming out. Is it today or like in the next couple of days? January eleventh. Okay, so to okay, Jan- that's oh, that's my birthday. tomorrow. It's January eleventh, okay, so tomorrow, December eleventh, not January eleventh. Yeah. Okay, so tomorrow then. Nice. 
Okay, well, yeah. I'm, <laughs> Uh, I'm looking. For, I'm, no, I'm really looking forward to trying this game out. It, you know, the uh, it, it looks like it's going to have a lot of similar game mechanics to the original Sands of Time that came out in like oh oh three or something, which is one of my favorite games ever. Plus, you know, not to get too thirsty, but the protagonist is kind of hot. He has like a Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger vibe that I'm here for. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then and then the other game that I that I kind of took notes on to, to mention today is and just because we we were been talking about life is strange already and lost records may is made by uh don't nod the team behind life is strange and there was a trailer for that and it, it looks like my jam because i played the first life is strange and its expansions and i was just obsessed with it and you know just it was also just visually speaking on you know like the, the characters that they featured in the trailer it was also really nice to see a variety of body types kind of among the main group of friends featured in the trailer yeah not just skinny white girls like in yeah <laughs> like in life is strange um, yeah i mean for all for for as much as i love it it wasn't perfect i admit it yeah um, i i was surprised that they managed to break through how much i don't like don't nod like oh. I, I am intrigued by it well that's good i i yeah i've played most of the Life is Strange games, and I've played some of the, like their other spinoffs, and I would say, or or games that are similar to that, and I would say out of all of their games, just the first Life is Strange was the best one, at least narratively that I played. Um, and I, I don't know. Hopefully, this game's good. They they seem to be doing well enough that they keep making games, so they can't be losing too much money every time they release a new oh, game. Oh no, definitely not. Um. It, was there anything else you wanted to talk about, Aroa? Uh, about the game was awards, that it, Nicole. Oh well, those oh. were the those were the two main things. I mean, oh, I've okay. got notes about some other things that I'll chime in on if anybody else brings them up. But those were kind of the trailers that that I wanted to touch on. And then there's kind of some some presentations and appearances that I'm sure are going to come up with everybody else. Maybe okay. I, don't I just know. I just didn't want to take it. Um, so I didn't care about the actual like trailer for hellblade 2 uh -huh. but i thought it was really fucking cool that they had high lung on stage like doing a live performance with like all their shit now, i was gonna I mention that too i don't think anyone did, did they did they name high lung did they say that that was them or did that was there just the performance happening and i I do, they definitely didn't mention who it was and I recognized <laughs> them immediately and I was going to yeah. be like, oh, I can't wait to educate my normie-ass friends on this dope-ass obscure band, but I no, I guess everyone fucking knows who it is already. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that, uh, the, I was in a Discord call dur during that and I I just, I looked over and saw Highlung performing some, uh, some song I didn't recognize, but I was like, holy shit, that's Highlung. Mm -hmm. And they were like, the fuck are you? T what? I thought this was just like some weird thing they were doing. I was like, what? no, this is what all their concerts are like. <laughs> it's fucking great. I love them. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't watch that, but that's good. They're, I'm happy you they're guys. They're from Germany. You should see them while you're there. I think Nathan would uh, not fit into a high lung show. That's what I think. Not even slightly. Uh, I was looking up to see if they had any uh, Rammstein or Rammstein uh concerts when i'm there but they don't have any um the main singer was recently in a little bit of trouble i think i think he got past it but that's probably why um wait of rammstein, rammstein? It, yeah. there's like sexual allegations it, now's not the time that's uh, not terribly surprising with him but 
I I was slightly disappointed that I don't believe at any point during the high lung performance that they have the guy on there uh, that that does the like <laughs> thing. That's like it's like my favorite thing they do. But um, Un- unfortunately, yeah. it does not look like I have the ability <laughs> to go to one of their concerts. Bummer. Yeah. How unfortunate. How unfortunate. Uh, Sorry. I was also really hyped to finally see the new Sega stuff reveal. Yeah. The CEO had mentioned that they were working on a, what was essentially like a super game with like all of their franchises sort of running together. And I guess that's kind of what, what that was. That they're making sort of like an, a, a big like arcade sort of game where you'll have all of these other modernized versions of their hit games available. Uh, though the Golden Axe game kind of reminded me of the one that came out on Xbox 360 a long time ago that no one remembers that wasn't very good. Yeah, I was going to say that one was bad. Honestly, we saw so little with this trailer. I, I guess yeah. specifically of Golden Axe that it's hard to say. Yeah. And, and you know... Speaking of uh, stuff we didn't see very much of, Hideo Kojima and yep. Jordan Peele uh-huh. bringing up a game that's not Silent Hills, even though we had them come out of the door that's from Silent Hills. Uh, well, from PT. So that's pretty fucking exciting. And they just the show... Two... Is the trailer just faces? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Hideo Kojima shit. It's weird. Okay. The two of so... them powering up together is going to be monumental like jordan peele hideo kojima that's a creative powerhouse right there yeah it's gonna yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be weird i'm not gonna get it the first time i play it god i it just knowing knowing that kojima is finally gonna make get to make his fucking horror game is gonna be so fucking good yeah i don't even like horror games but i'm excited to see how this turns out (laughs) I've wanted this since PT. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I assumed that you uh, that uh, at least one of you were excited about Den of Wolves. Not me. <laughs> you not excited about it? Really? Yeah. It's it's payday from the oh, guys yeah, who I actually made payday. But yeah. like. I, I saw I, it. We'll I haven't seen enough to be excited. I'm excited that they're doing it, I guess, but oh. it, good for them. No, I uh yeah, I was I was like, oh shit. They're they're done with GTFO. I didn't even realize. And then they were like, yeah, it, we're going to we're going to make we're going to make payday and it and it looks like that game that we were working on uh after the first payday, but then stopped working on it and made payday 2 instead. Uh Yeah. That I, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I, uh, I think I watched this trailer and it it looks fine. Why well, I, I just I I need. I'm to excited see more. to see more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not like yeah. I'm there's not like super no... hyped for it, but I'm I'm excited to see what it is. Yeah, there's no gameplay, so um, it could be it could be Payday Two, it could be Payday Three, it could be Rocket City. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I've been hurt before by people associated with Payday. I've 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 gotten calluses by this. Yeah, there I will is... say GTFO is like ludicrously hard uh, 
to a fault, I think. So hopefully they don't go that route again. Hopefully not. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2, it looks like it was delayed until September 9th, 2024. Yeah. Why did you want to bring that up? You know I had that on my list. Uh, you didn't You you didn't bring it up yet. And I, I, I just wanted to say it got delayed. Nathan wanted and... to get to talk. You ain't called on him yet, talk. man. <laughs> Nathan's Sorry, the Connor. one who loves Warhammer here. Yeah, me. I'm the one that paints Warhammer. So that's that's me. I'm gonna hey, change. Uh, hey, what 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 chapter is Titus with? What what chapter of uh, the Space Marine again? The blue ones. Um, uh-huh. three. <laughs> no. <laughs> who does the Warhammer minute not... on this show, Nathan? I, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna change the that to Ultra uh, Marines. The answer yeah. we're looking for is the Ultra Marines. I'm gonna I'm gonna change that uh, name of that text chat to Nathan's art palace and <laughs> pretend that it's me posting all of it. Um, no, I just, I just thought we'd want to talk about that. It's not, it's a nothing story. We knew it was getting delayed. Um, what, did you have anything else a row to talk about? No, no, okay. it's, that was everything that I remember at least. Connor, did oh, you have Mecha any break? Actually? Oh, oh, I, I, I guess I like break looks like zone of the enders. It does. It I love zone okay. of the enders. And that was a PS2 game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Connor, besides Warhammer, did you have anything else to talk about? Besides Warhammer, my list basically got sniped out of here, but that's okay. Um, the <laughs> other one here would be Azure's Wrath 2. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be talking about this if I didn't have a headset to play it on. This looks kind of cool. Like, when Assassin's Creed Origins was doing its, like, Egyptian sci-fi, I guess sci-fi is not the right word, Egyptian fantasy arc, I felt like this is what it was trying to look like. It's neat. I'm I'm excited to see more, and they had Matt Mercer talking about it for some reason. I didn't really get uh, that part. He's, he's the main bad guy. He's the main uh, bad guy in everything. He's, he, and he's, he's been, he's been like majorly, I think he has something to do with, either they're paying him to market it, or like he has something to do with development, because uh, my my wife has gotten really hard into Critical Role, and he has apparently been shilling the fuck out of it on there too. Oh, that that's that's he's, where he's from. He feels like the next Nolan North. Yeah, he's kind of getting there, isn't he? Yeah, I feel he was he was he was Gammendorf. He he's in this. He's in Critical Mole. Um, the he's in everything basically. That's him, that's it. That's everything. That is him everything. Yuri like Lowenthal are everyone. Um, they did show the Fallout trailer again for the TV show, and I what does anybody have any thoughts on the on the Fallout TV show trailer that they saw? We've seen so little. How could yeah. you have? Like, oh, oh, it's it's power armor. Oh, yeah, it was a lady, but she walking out of the vault. The fuck am I? Else? What else am I supposed to say, man? Oh, yeah, on that one character was kind of was kind of cool. The the only thing it I... looks like they actually played or at least watched footage of the games. It, yeah. it does, it does. But watching the trailer, I'm like, they need to like film grain or something over this footage. Like it, it does looks, look too clean. It looks so clean, and that's like the like. I think you know I've I've played Fallout games since the '90s, so. I'm like, I expected to have like some sort of like 
180p resolution with like a bunch of grain and I'm looking at it and I'm like this looks like it was shot in 8k with like a super nice camera and everything is just placed here to be to look kind of like fallout but it it just feels way too clean as you said and they need to like dirty it up a little bit i did have a gut reaction about it and i don't really know where i'm going with this yet but it gives me the feeling that i've gotten of when i look at the the halo show footage yeah and i don't know if it's like over in resolution or if they didn't get the scale right something about it just doesn't seem right I yeah. can't put my finger on it yet. And maybe it's because we're used to seeing the Fallout world in a first-person view, and we're mm, taking it to maybe. like a third-person view. I, Honestly, I, I think, think it, they could put a green filter over everything, and that'd fix a lot of the problems. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I, I think I really do think that it's because the Fallout games are so very. Uh, I guess. I don't want to say like the, the, the gameplay is all like color graded. Like, I don't think they actually have like a green filter over everything, but there's, there's definitely like a visual aesthetic that is associated with fallout. And like you, you have that in three and four where everything does have that like dark muted tones to it. And then you have new Vegas, which is all very orange and, and is a little more saturated but then you look at footage of the show and it just looks like Westworld. And yeah. like, it just, it looks like an HBO production or something. And I do, I do think that has some effect on it. Like they probably need to do like, uh, I'm not saying they need to pull like the, that one Mad Max movie where they just, you know, they put it all in like sepia or something like that would be dumb. But yeah, I, I, I hope that maybe that trailer was put together with like dailies or something that just haven't had color grading done and they'll, they'll fix that in post. I but was thinking that said, I'm not going to watch it anyway. Cause I don't, I don't really care that much, but I hope it. it's better than the halo show. I will, I will watch it. I, it, it's funny. It, it makes like when, when colors are off, it can feel, it, it can ruin everything in a TV oh, show. Yeah. Uh, I if hear you. you. I'm thinking of the Munsters movie that came out. Now, the Munsters movie was bad, the one made by Rob Zombie. But they, like, just turned the saturation all the way up, and it just ruined all the colors. It was terrible. Um, before we move on, uh, or before we end this, uh, you had a couple other things you wanted to bring up, Nicole, or are you done? With us Nicole. forever. Uh, forever. <laughs> uh well i mean the, okay i'm just i'm just going off like random thoughts that i put down while i was watching but um you know the the coho i'm not gonna start from the very beginning i'll just go from like uh the last one of the last notes i had on the trailers was the the game the last sentinel i don't remember anything about that trailer other than thinking wow the people who made this game are clearly very proud of the protagonist but <laughs> very I mean, possible it's a nice but but sells copies I, mean, I guess and and then um i just wanted to comment on just because you know my parasocial ass can't handle it uh simu liu geeking out over his role in stormgate was just so adorable and endearing and relatable and you know i would be a giddy mess too if i got to voice a major video game character yeah so yeah 
Like for real, if any developers are listening right now, please hit me up. I had a, oh, I'm sorry, go on. Well, it was a weird trend where they, it seemed like the new thing now is that some big actor is just going to put their name on a video game. And it's like, on the one hand, that feels like really weird and like pandery, but at the same time, like a lot of these actors are our age and like, yeah. yeah. Like if if I if I got to be part of something that has been a huge part of my life for the last three thirty years, like why why wouldn't I be excited about that? Yeah, I'd jump I'd immediately jump on that instead of like being on some random fucking HBO show or some movie I don't give a shit about. Like in a heartbeat. Like if you get sure. the ability to choose your products and you get one that you're passionate about already, no brainer. Yeah. Seems like Keanu Reeves kind of opened the floodgates on this celebrity game collaboration trend. Mm-hmm. But who was the dude in the Call of Duty? It's the, the the piece of shit one. Not not Call of Duty, the person, the piece of shit person. Wait, are you talking about the the guy that they hired to present Call of Duty? No, and he, he had no idea about it. No, he was like screen scanned in, and then like he ended up being like a child diddler or something like that. Oh, I. Mm. That's not quite the same thing. I, I, I mean, think. it's I, I get what you're saying, but like that's definitely a, a celebrity they used within their game for, let's be honest, advertising purposes. Probably, yeah. yeah. But that I don't think I don't think that's that's quite the same as like because the, the the Keanu Reeves thing, like I think it's I think it was like a secondary thing, at least it seemed that way that he, you know, it was making money off of it. It it did seem like a project that he actually cared about. Kind of like the matrix okay. where yeah. like, like, yeah, he, he, it was like a huge thing for him in terms of his career, but also like he very obviously enjoyed doing that, that role. Yeah. And then kind of the last little thought I had about this, about the different celebrity appearances was okay. After watching the segment about Exodus, I had to immediately think how many people have now Googled, can I bang Matthew McConaughey's character in Exodus? <laughs> did you look that up i did not look that up i was just i i that was the thought was how many people have done that now uh probably quite a few um all right all right all right i i i don't <laughs> no, know he made I, a big joke out of not coming out saying that immediately which was fun that's good um yeah so the the game awards i didn't watch much of it other than the trailers so uh, I'm happy. I'm happy you guys enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it. Uh, we, if if that's everything we're gonna talk about with the game awards, that's the end of the show. So I would like to thank uh, Nick Lotus for being here. Thank you for having me. And then Cyberpunk Monk, thank you for being here. And thank you, audience, who probably didn't stick around this long. It's, it's very possible. And thank you, Aroa, for being here. If you did, um, I'll let you say say you're welcome. Huh? Okay, perfect. And um, if you did stick around this long, uh, give us a, a rating on Spotify or something. Be nice. Write a little blurb somewhere. Tell tell us how much you love us. Join the Discord and tell them that you like the Reet and Entertainment podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week, uh, probably with a shorter podcast. Thank you for being here. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. He's bounding down, loading up and trucking. We gon' do what they say can be done.